0: what the fuck is up wow it's been a long time yeah you know you missed out on the mike vanderbilt episode i feel like you really would have enjoyed him but uh we'll, know. we will that have was a good show yeah we'll we'll have him back for sure um it's funny how we just kind of take a break for no reason like it, yeah. it's, pro- it's probably for a reason but like i think collectively we all just so were like okay we just shot out four episodes in a row um you know, yeah, it's
1: like mutually silently agreed upon that we're yeah. all kind of busy at the same time. Yeah, I, that's good.
0: I, it's because I know you were doing stuff. Parker's obviously busy, busy enough to not even be here. Obviously, he's got some stuff to take care of. And I'm like dealing yeah. with this fucking cat. Like we fostered a new cat um, uh, because, you know, our last cat died and, and, and uh, the one that we have left. We felt like he needs a buddy. But it's funny because maybe he doesn't. You know what I mean? It, it, like in our heads, we're, we're like I think you're you're so programmed to be like, hey, you know what? Our cat needs a friend. Yeah. But since we brought this new kit a cat in, she's three, uh, and he's five, and it's like, I'm thinking he, he's probably looking at us going, like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. Like this I was cool before. This, this play, like I was doing okay, and you brought home this fucking. 3 year old fucking uh, uh abandoned cat that wants to kill me. And uh anytime that we let her out around him, she tries to swat him. So we're like we don't know what to do. Yeah. 2 weeks.
1: That's a tough one.
0: Uh yeah, for sure because if we like like we thought that that was the way to go and we feel bad, you know, like we 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 decided to well, do, do It's the- a
1: 50/50, man. They can't talk. Could have worked yeah. that well, you know.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and it <laughs> totally, didn't
0: totally, but you know. Uh so that that's that's what I've been doing for the last two weeks, and uh, I wanted to kind of get up with you just to throw something up because it's 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 April second, so three months have gone by in 2022, and uh, there's a bunch of shit. Because sometimes we don't do episodes where we talk about movies that I that you've seen or stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, you it's know. good
1: to do like quarterly in the year, you know?
0: Yeah. So, um, so. there's a lot of stuff to, to kind of really get to. Like, I really want to just talk about the stupidity that was the Oscars, but not so much <laughs> like, like we have to talk about the slap, which was whatever, but I don't know if you have people on your timeline that refuse to believe that it's real.
1: Uh, I work with some and uh, I have seen people on there.
0: Yeah, it's like what what, like just picture me being Will Smith and you're Chris Rock. And I'm just like, hey, listen, uh, I know we're both, you know, like our careers are both in the gutter. Uh, The Oscars are not doing well. So I I think we should take it upon ourselves as, you know, the greatest comedian of all time and one of the biggest actors of all time. I feel like we should take it upon ourselves. You, You should make fun of my wife's alopecia. I'll make pretend I'm very angry. I'll smack you. And then everybody will tune in.
1: Cool. Yeah. Tune in next year. Cause it next happened yeah. in the show like that time. It's well, there's a lot of people out there that everything has some, uh, dark reason behind it and stuff. And I'd say to these people, I'm like, sometimes things just happen. They really just happen. You know, everything isn't orchestrated, but there's a, you know, this is the, this is the, a lot of the mentality going on in this country and it stems from political issues and this and that that like, uh, you know, they uh, they always have to look on some, you know, nasty motive underneath things and to set up these impossible situations that so many people would have to be in on that make it work. It's just ridiculous. But.
0: but it's it's also like them. They want to not like they like they're they're probably so tired of being fooled. That they're like, oh, not this time, not no. this time. I'm I'm, I'm going to ju- blow the
1: lid off this story.
0: <laughs> I'm jumping out in front of this one. <laughs> you know, like and I'm thinking like, what's the motives? It's like I, I mentioned it on Facebook where I said some people like they'll be convinced that the 2020 election was fixed. Like that seems believable. But when you get to like <laughs> Will Smith, who's been the butt of a joke for three years, loses yeah. his cool and like smacks Chris rock. Like that's the unbelievable one right there. It's like, no, that can't yeah. be real. It's it was like-
1: clear. Chris, Chris rock cracked a joke. He laughed. He looked at her. Cause he's kind of, you know, he's a yeah. little bitch a little bit. He's yeah. got played out by his wife on TV. Saw the signal that she wasn't having it, but was all pissed off. So he reacted in this knee jerk way. You know, it's uh It's ridiculous, but I love Chris Rock and fuck Will Smith. I just uh, I I couldn't tell you one Will Smith thing that I've ever enjoyed. Independence Uh, Day. I almost walked out of Independence Day. I thought it was (laughs) a horrible fucking movie. It was stupid. Yeah. what What are
0: you? What are you? Jerry Smith? (laughs)
1: <laughs> i just hate america yeah um <laughs> Pro nah, it's just it's roll your eyes like michael Bayish kind of like stupidity like it's it's you know it's just fucking it's a dumb movie and that's all he makes is dumb movies and uh, you know
0: he did he did I, make, I just he made a movie that i really ahead. liked uh that's collateral beauty that movie was amazing and people like I i could hear like Chris Longino I don't even know it it's really I haven't even heard of it but
1: it's ensemble the title of it sounds like some generic thing like to me like you say you gotta see Collateral Beauty it's just like no
0: no explosion who's in that
1: Tom Cruise or (laughs) Ben Affleck like what what is is
0: it uh, who J.K. Rowling no J.K. Simmons that guy (laughs) he's in he's in everything I love him (laughs) Yeah. yeah and Michael Pena those two guys are in everything but like the, uh, to, to 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 finish up with this, like, I just want to say, like, uh, they'll be like, well, why did Chris Rock stick his face at? And I'm thinking like, yo, he's in an award show. And how many times do people mess around? It's like, oh, he didn't like the joke. OK, he's going to come over and like make pretend to like slap me or like something like, you know, like dumb. Like it's like, oh, you know, like at roast it's like they'll come over and they'll be like, I'm going to beat you up, you know, like dumb shit. And when Will actually did it hard, I, Chris Rock's face was like, oh, OK. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah.
1: And it, and it's a freeze frame picture of him with this face kind of out. If you watch it in context, it's not like he leaned out like, yeah. please slap my face. It's no,
0: he was uh, just like, oh, OK, I'm a bad comedian. Go ahead. Like, give me like that tap. Like, it's like one of those things where, you know. Yeah, and, and,
1: I, and I don't know Chris Rock personally, but I've seen enough of interviews with him and this and that that I just find it hard to believe he Agree to get clown like that? You know what I mean? Like,
0: well, sign up for that. You know, and now you're telling me that coincidentally now he has tour dates. Come on, Brian, wise enough. It's like I I
1: wish I wish it was Chappelle or Rogan because they could have you know fought back.
0: Genuine, (laughs) I genuinely would not. He would he wouldn't have done that. Like he he wouldn't have done. He would not have done that. So, but uh, another thing I wanted to mention too, which was like overshadowed was fucking Taylor Hawkins. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, that's crazy.
1: It's, uh, yeah, it's um, 50s, way too young, man. You know?
0: Like, this guy was on top of the world yeah. in the greatest, like the biggest rock band on the planet. They just released a horror movie, which we covered. Uh, yeah. They released that metal album, uh, Dream Widow. Which yeah, is- yeah. Pretty like, like you, the week before did you listen to that record
1: yeah that's the best foo fighters record ever made
0: <laughs> it's yo <clears throat> it's opinion. fucking like venom meets motorhead
1: yeah yeah well he knows he knows his shit i mean that probot record look at it, i tell people that all the time some people don't even know about that record it's just like yo that record's legit man you know but uh it's it's terrible but you never know you know what demons and what people are going through you know and uh behind the scenes and just a shame you know
0: yeah i just it's really like it's it's bizarre to like you know because i i guess like i said i just look at this guy like you're on top of the world like you're on top of the world Mm -hmm. like you and dave girl could do anything you want and on top of the fact that it's not even like it wasn't earned these guys were super talented um like their first two records did okay I, I don't even know when they started becoming huge, but it wasn't for a very long time. It you was
1: know, uh it was Everlong, Monkey Rent, whatever album that was. That nah, was but he, even that My like, Hero, yeah, that the, was the biggest. The like, color the leap. Shape. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, like they still had problems. The, the the that that guitar player they got rid of, a lot of member changes. Uh Pat Smear left the band for the first time. Um, but it's just amazing. They just, got this has to stuff. be,
1: this is the end of them probably. Right. Like I would think girl. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I could see Grohl launching something else or something. Cause I know he was like tightest with that guy. Right. And the band, like they, they seem
0: to be like any, any interview. It was always just like them too. It wouldn't
1: shock out. me if they continued. It wouldn't shock me if he started something
0: else. I, something I, I else. Don't know. Yeah. yeah. May, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, Anyway, uh, those were a couple of things I wanted to mention. Yeah. I, I don't know if you wanted to jump in with something.
1: No, that's, uh, I mean, just I got some uh, stuff written down here that I've been, I mean, I haven't gotten to the theater as much as you. Uh, um, I was supposed to go see X It fell apart. I'm still going to try. I've only got limited time here left, but I have watched a lot of things uh streaming i got some music choices here but maybe i know you want to you just see next if you want to start with that man you
0: know. i thought so i went to go see it super late even karen like my girlfriend didn't she's like i, I think it uh opening day at like uh friday i probably went at like the 10 30 show and she's like i'm not gonna be awake and i'm like mm-hmm. i'm going because i don't know when else i'm gonna have the time so i just went um Really cool, you know, like a lot of people kept saying Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but when you watch it, it's pretty much nothing like that whatsoever. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I but, think it's the does it is it shot in like a grainy, it's got like a grindhousey very grindhouse
0: and Texas. Those yeah, that, that those are the two similarities in like yeah. a, a a group full of people, right? Um, but other than that, it's just like you know, Ty West is one of those dudes that like I thought House of the Devil looked really cool, but I thought the movie was fucking terrible.
1: He's pretty polarizing in the horror community if you're kind of on board or you're, you know, half. Like, I know I, I love the House of the Devil and I love The Innkeepers, even though a lot of people didn't. And You hear the term slow burn probably way too much. But, this was. Uh, this was definitely that kind of a director. That's his, uh, that's his thing. And then it works as long as the payoff is there at the end you're willing to take that ride you know
0: that's all that's really what it is it's about the payoff you could do a slow burn like it's like starry eyes you think of a movie like starry eyes super slow burn but the imagery the atmosphere was amazing and for the last 30 minutes of that movie you're like holy
1: shit so or you could talk about the witch <laughs> on a slow <laughs> yeah, burn too. and then nothing still then happens nothing
0: yet. I, and then they, you're angry <laughs> maybe maybe in the sequel something will happen to the witch but uh, oh, this was great. It looked great. I love the cast. Uh, I never knew the name Mia Goth, but she's like, oh mm. yeah, yeah. I didn't
1: she's know like that albino-looking girl, right?
0: She kind of looks say that
1: anymore. Is that yeah. like a...
0: <laughs> 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 she kind of she she's an albino appropriator because I don't know if she really. <laughs> she just took the look. <laughs> I don't know if she's really about that life. She identifies as albino. <laughs> yeah, her body does <laughs> at least, but she's very good looking in this. She she looks like the girl from Euphoria, Sydney Sweeney, uh, mixed in with like someone like Christina Ricci. Um, and uh, so yeah, it's just like this. this uh, it's in 1979, and uh, you know the porn uh, the 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 porn film is kind of just like taken off. And this dude just decides like, hey, I really want to make a porn film. I'm going to get a director and we're all going to make a ton of money off of this. And they decide to go to this place in Texas. Uh, they rent out this cabin from this old dude. Uh, and then it goes from there. And it's just it's just it's sh- the direction is great. The cast is great. Kid Cudi is awesome in it. Um, I, I fucking loved it. I, I know. Like I tell Mark- you, I
1: listened to the score. And yeah. the score is, uh, who is it, Tyler Bates and Chelsea Wolfe, uh, who I love, did this did the score. And I haven't seen the movie, but I saw the score came out, so I listened to it. And very, very creepy, very dark. I dug that.
0: When you go see it, stay past the credits because there's something there, um, you know, uh, for, man, I don't even know how to say it. But stay past the credits for sure. But okay. I, I loved it. I, I recommend definitely watching it in a movie theater. Um, it's got the practical effects. It's just great. It's it's a really good horror movie, like very 70s sleaze. Um, I'm trying to think of of what to compare it to, but it's just it just has a very grindhouse feel, but it, it, not like in a jokey planet terror type of way, like in a in like a real way, like it just. Sure. And the hair is on point. The cast is on point. The like It looks like a real 70s movie. So Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm sold because uh, anything Grindhouse in that era and that yeah. look, I, I'm all about. That's what my Tubi app mainly is. It uh, was <laughs> me watching those kind of Grindhouse.
0: Tubi, Tubi's out here doing the Lord's work. It's the best fucking streaming service ever. <laughs> so
1: what do you got? I watched actually, Well, you know, I'll, I'll segue right into that. A couple of things I watched on TV, Um, uh, there was a documentary, 42nd Street Memories, about, um, you know, these are not new things, obviously, but just in case there's so much stuff on there, people miss it. But yeah, just talking about, you know, those glory. Well, some would say the glory days, some would say horrible days of New York uh, in Times Square and the theater district and that world that, you know, completely erased off the earth. If you go to Times Square. You know, in the present day era, but uh, it, t- it talks about the history of, of of all these kind of films and the grindhouse films and exploitation films and um, which also segues to another documentary I saw on Tubi called Fascism on a Thread about the Nazi exploitation genre, that, which is easily the most bizarre subgenre that came out, I think you had your women's prison, you had your black exploitation. The fact that there was a Nazi ones and mostly these films are terrible. You know, yeah. they, the big ones you've heard of are Ilse, the Ilsa, the she wolf. And, uh, but there are, I mean, this was an like an hour and a half documentary about films I've never seen. And it's the kind of films like, wow. Like you can't believe they exist. They tell you just enough about it, but like, there's no point in watching it on your own. like beyond that, because yeah, it's yeah. pretty disgusting. Like, horrible that they even thought to do this but again i'm fascinated by that yeah
0: (laughs) listen sometimes back then like you push buttons for a reason whatever people do online now it's what people did on film back then and you know three people saw it and and the thing about tubi that i love is that granted they're not new it's not 2022 but like i feel like tubi is like the net that catches all the shit that you would like from five years ago ten years ago three years ago you know, sure. like the dude that we had on the documentary guy. It was like, uh, you know, that Underground Ink movie Ooh. came out like a couple of years ago, but I missed it. And you're fl- like I'm telling you, t- show me another streaming site for people like us that has a better, like the d- the, the uh d- uh documentaries on Tubi TV are, oh, yeah. like it's like you're, like, I'm like I want to watch every single one of these.
1: Sure. I know. Uh, I just watched the Mentor's documentary. I, I tried. I
0: couldn't finish it.
1: <laughs> no, but yeah, it's terrible. That's yeah. Like, uh, but they're terrible, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's the movies that slip through. You know, you got these mammoth Netflixes and Primes. They're not going to waste the bandwidth carrying, you know, some like trashy. Like I watch, I watch a movie called Massage Paul or Murders shot in Times Square that I got from one of these documentaries, 42nd Street Memory. I'm like, oh my God, I've never seen that one. I gotta see that. It's shot in 70s New York. It's completely trashy. You know, it ain't gonna be on Netflix ever, but thank God that this thing exists to catch these movies that fall through the cracks.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, that's what, like, the mom and pop shop, like, when when I lived in Queens and I was super young, I was allowed to rent whatever I wanted, whether it was, like, Gorgon video type shit, and, like, I would end up renting like psychos in love or microwave massacre these movies that are so bad that i would watch it when i was like five six or seven just sitting there watching this stuff that had like the production value like of i don't even know what (laughs) it's just so outrageous and when you're a kid watching something with like low production value it, it almost looks real so it hit harder where I'm mm-hmm. just like, this is just almost too gross because I feel like you're like, I feel like somebody's being killed in this. Sure. Um, and now you watch it and you're like, this is so terrible. <laughs> it does, oh, yeah. like it looks so fake. <laughs> mm. What
1: do you what else you got, man? let right, uh... so
0: I'm gonna go with uh yeah, the latest Scream movie, which came out like in January, kind of mm-hmm. blew me away. Um, here's a franchise that after the first movie. This this is a franchise that did not need to be if Scream one was the only Scream movie that ever existed, it would probably still be like respected and like it's just like, holy shit, like a game changer. Uh, I feel like enough of uh, the sequels came out and they kind of like just turned it into more of like a joke. Uh, Two, three are fine. Four, I thought kind of blew me away. That was twenty eleven. And uh, they, you know, you always want to get to the end because they tie it in like the way Saw does. Like, you know, you're at the end and you're watching the end of of whatever Scream installment. And then they explain why they did, why they did. And you're just like, this is ridiculous. But like, you know, that's what you're waiting for. It's like to find out who the killer is or who the killers are and uh, (laughs) why they did it. But so this one, I don't know. This one hit hard i loved it uh jenna ortega who's in x she was in uh studio 666 and now this she seems to be all over the place uh she's in it uh the blonde girl like she was in uh planet terror the nurse with the the syringes uh courtney cox and her not courtney cox face i don't know who she is (laughs) It might not even be her at this point. I don't even know. She she might be like MF doom, just sending in like (laughs) Courtney Cox imposters. Uh, But the one thing that I will say about this is very entertaining. Uh, The kills, the kills were great because Ghostface is such a joke for these sequels because it's, he's like a bumbling idiot, you know? And, uh, when they go to kill, like the kills are just extra brutal, practical effects, like just great, like there was some great tension. And then it goes back to like, you know, the the plots and the subplots. And I i don't know. For if 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 you like this is my favorite scream movie since scream one. So anyone that gives a shit take that for what it's worth. It's currently up on uh uh Paramount Plus for anyone that wants to watch it. So nice.
1: All right. Um Let's see. I, well, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention In Search of Tomorrow, mm. which uh, we, yeah. it was great that we got uh, screeners of this film. It's made by the people that did the uh, In Search of Darkness uh, horror documentaries, which we absolutely loved. Part one, part two. This was basically giving sci- science fiction the same treatment. It gave horror. Same setup, same formula some talking heads. I, 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 love how they, how they show all the boxes, the, you know, the covers of all the I movies love that. and zoom in. I'm like, where are they going to land on? I'd love that little feature. And, um, I'd pick up all kinds of different tidbits of information that I never knew. Um, like that Wilford Brimley was 50 when they made cocoon, I'm going to turn 50 in a year. And that really blew my fucking mind. Um, but regardless, but uh, it's a five hour film and uh, the time will just fly by if you enjoy these kind of uh, documentaries. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. I'm sure they'll make a part two. I hope they make a part two because and then a lot of times, too, like uh, what impresses me about the, the this film crew is um, and their name is slipping my memory. I hope you know it offhand. Uh,
0: Creator, Creator VC.
1: Yes, yes. Um, like I thought, I knew every horror movie basically, like that ever fucking got made. And during the horror ones, they they dropped a couple. I was like, Jesus, how did I miss that? And then I had to go find it. And this uh, this does the, this one covers a lot of the big ones, ET stuff like that. Uh, but every now and then they drop something. I'm like, oh, God, that came out in my wheelhouse. How did like, I miss
0: that one? Megaforce was one, yeah. like stuff like that, where you. um So listen. Thank you, Creator VC, because like that's one of the coolest things we ever got to do as a podcast uh, was them offering that to us. I I had to reread the email like four times to be like, "Wait, us? (laughs) Like, really? Okay." Uh, uh. Uh, And here's the funny thing: so I went to New Orleans a couple of weeks ago, and on the plane ride back, I'm trying to hook up to the Wi-Fi. I'm thinking like, "Okay, let me knock out some of this." Like, I think it was an hour in. And we're flying back, and uh, obviously Wi-Fi on a plane is always terrible. I don't know, maybe, maybe because I'm not flying first class, but uh, I clicked onto this link like five or six times, and the last time it said, "Okay, you used all your, (laughs) you used all your ones," and I was like, "Oh, all right." So I never even finished it. Because I didn't, I used up all my time like up in the air (laughs) during turbulence, Uh, being like, please play. (laughs) So, but the first hour and a half is just absolutely amazing. It's fun to see Steve DeJarnette talk about Cherry 2000 and Miracle Mm -hmm. Mile, I'm sure later on. Uh, But yeah, man, it's uh, those guys are, those guys are taking the like, I mean that's just a a visual mixtape of the best order.
1: They're they're making uh you know document film documentaries for real cinephiles like that can't like an hour and a half just isn't enough for us like we no. just really dig deep and then make another five hour one and, I'll, and yeah. I'll sit there for that. That's it's for the the heads strictly for the
0: heads strictly for the heads. Um. So. Uh, I'm going to mention another movie, which I saw in the theater, which I love the new jackass movie. Fucking great.
1: I'm watching that tonight with my son, actually. Okay. So do you have
0: Paramount or or are you going to rent it? I'm going to rent it. All right. All right. Uh, so saw this in theaters and, uh, it's just, it's just great. Like, uh, I love the, they added new people. Some of the guy like one of the guys from Odd Future. I was like, this is the most random ad ever, you know, Tyler creator, like all these people are just hanging out uh, and just the stunts are great. Very funny. Just great intro. You'll see, like, I'm trying not to try not to give away too much, even though there's not much, you know, to give away. But it just it hits. It hits the way two did. One was good. Three was good. Two and four are just exceptionally good. You're going to love it. So that's uh, up on Paramount Plus.
1: They've never steered me wrong yet. Yep. Um, all right. Let's see. I got to mention um, HBO Max has been really good this year. I've been watching, uh, if you haven't seen The Righteous Gemstones, uh, Danny McBride doing his Danny McBride thing, and a Danny McBride character, which I never get sick of. He's me bound down, foot fist way, Vice Principals. Outstanding! The whole cast is outstanding. You got John Goodman in it, basically a, a preacher family. If you haven't seen it, um, and the corruption that goes on, and how you know they're not the way they are on the TV evangelical broadcast, et and evangelical broadcasts, etc., and the rivalries that go on there, and and I really got a shout out that the, the breakout star of that show is Edie Patterson, who who um, uh, plays his sister, and she is the funniest. I mean hysterically fucking funny. She is going to blow the fuck up, but it's such a great show. I love season one, but season two, amazing.
0: So that's a show that I, I I need to start watching because I watched the first episode of the first season. I just never went back to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Great cast, you know, and I feel like people like the first season, but people really talked about the second season way more, more to the point where I'm like, all right, maybe I need to watch it because Every week, people are like, "Holy shit, this show is so fucking funny." I love Adam Devine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love McBride. Like, I never get tired of of his thing because he's it's just <laughs> like a it's it's a thing that he does, and it's funny. You bring up the Foot Fist Way, which a lot of people yeah. have never seen, but uh, it's like the I probably the first time I saw him, you know, like yeah, that. That, that was Apple his press. breakout.
1: Yeah, uh, that, uh, when Will Ferrell, I think that whole that crew put out Foot Fist Way, I believe. Uh, yeah discovered him or whatnot but yeah that basically gives the blueprint of how he's going to do comedy (laughs) to his career and it never
0: misses and that was like an interesting time too that was like there was a time that was like the middle point like where some movies didn't make it to the theater but like blockbuster would pick them up And they were kind of like in the middle and you're like, oh, this is interesting. These guys made this movie and we all know them. Like I thought like Grandma's Boy was like that, Foot Fist Way, um, Idiocracy, like these like in between movies where you're just like, I don't ever remember seeing this in the theater, but like it's just it's like you're like
1: it's kind of like Tubi, you know, yeah, slips through the cracks. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like that's a second life. For sure
0: uh but yeah hbo max I'll, I'll go to that so um it's going to be very hard very hard this year to top these two shows for me the first one being euphoria the second season of euphoria did you watch any of them Nah. you haven't watched any of them nah. wow okay <laughs> do you plan on probably not really
1: <laughs> i don't know it's like uh I know people that like love it, but there's so much shit to watch. I don't know if the premise like really grabs. Yeah, me, it but, doesn't.
0: Uh, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't read yeah. the premise. Like, don't yeah. it does the premise doesn't even matter. I got you. It's fucking like I can't think of another show that's gonna top this one this year. It's.
1: I know Sydney Sweeney's hot as fuck. I didn't know that.
0: But I'm telling, it's just like fucking yo. It. I can't even. Like, the cinematography, the fucking soundtrack. Like, Sam Levinson, who's Barry Levinson's son, uh, made the show, and he's just fucking this, like, deranged genius. And the second season picks up right where the first season left off, and you you get the, you, like, Ashtray and Fezco. Like, those two, like, I can't say enough about it. But, like, that to me, right there, like, Euphoria season two, that's that's like last year when we talked about the DJ mugs and, and um, you know, Rome streets album, like mm. when that came out, I'm like, okay, this is going to sit here until someone knocks it off. That's where euphoria season two is right now for TV shows of the year where it's like, okay, you're there. And until I see something better than that, that's where you're going to be on top. So I, right. I I couldn't recommend it more, especially if you have, if you've seen season one and are still kind of catching up. So
1: You said two shows, right? You were gonna mention?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll mention the second show right now. Sure. Uh, Pe- Peacemaker. Okay. So I watched Suicide Squad, but I had no one. In- like, I don't care. Like, I don't like anytime I see something is attached for, to a comic book. Like to me, it just it it never registers. Like, I don't care at me, it, me it all. And uh, the only thing that hit me was, oh, James Gunn made this. I'm like, all right, and it's on HBO okay and then i put it on and i fucking loved it like sylvester stallone plays a shark uh but it's basically so james gunn who made slither and obviously he's he's from the the trauma universe um it's like basically like a guy from trauma that got millions of dollars to make a movie that's what that's what it is and suicide squad came out and one of the characters was peacemaker played by john cena who's a wrestler or was a wrestler or whatever, but he's really fucking funny. Yeah. And then, so I didn't really understand what Peacemaker was the show. I'm like, I, I, maybe it's attached to it. And it was, it's, it was, it's basically a sequel to the movie as to for his character as to what happened to him. And it was directed by James Gunn. I'm like watching this shit. And, and James is really good at picking soundtracks, guardian of the galaxy, and you know, all these other things that are really much known for their soundtracks. And he decides to go to an untapped resource which is 80s hair metal. Like he's picking deep cuts from like Faster Pussycat, Pretty Boy Floyd. They're talking about like Hanoi Rocks, like things that are just so ridiculously not like it's one of those universes that I feel like he's like, okay, no one talks about this anymore and they're not going deep enough and like it's just like I can't yo it's so good the intro to the show I can't like if you know the show you know the intro no no one's ever skipped the intro every time we watch the show we leave the intro because there's a song by a a band called wigwam uh do you want to taste it uh and it's just one of the catchiest songs on the planet yo peacemaker is so much fucking fun it's just there's like aliens there's like pure violence splatter it's very much like the the James Gunn from uh, from uh, Slither making nice. a movie, and uh, yo, it's one and two. Euphoria and Peacemaker are definitely the, my two favorite shows that I've seen this year. So nice, all
1: right, and I'll, uh, real quick because we've been going so heavy on HBO and we have so much to mention in such a short amount of time. I will mention Winning Time, the Lakers story. Very got much it. enjoying I got that. Uh, I quincy isaiah i believe his name is that plays magic johnson i was looking him up i think this is his first like major project and he's absolutely crushing it for like an unknown i mean he's got all the mannerisms down even if you're not a sports fan you probably still enjoy it a lot of behind the scenes stuff john c riley's killing it very great um so yeah i'll I'll shift gears over to netflix That a couple of uh Gullible people, true crime, uh, kind of shows, uh, the Tinder Swindler and Bad Vegan. Did you so see good. both of
0: those? I saw both. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, fascinating study. A lot of times, you know, people complain with Netflix, some of those limited series, they stretch it like a little bit far and stuff. But
0: I, I, yeah, I thought Tinder could have been wrapped up in three.
1: A little, yeah. That it's usually like one episode they could but shave it's, but it's
0: not bad. Even Bad Vegan, same thing. And the thing with Bad Vegan is like, boy, did I end up not liking that girl just as much as the guy. Oh,
1: yeah, totally. (laughs) And it's still, I have so many questions. I mean, like, uh, she's obviously a bright person. She's launched this business. And the, the, you know what I mean? Like a a very successful business in Manhattan um, and a unique concept and launched it into another thing. She's obviously no dummy. But the fact that this, like, dude that looks like a, total herb like uh, how did he got this dime (laughs) and like sold her on this bullshit which is like insane bullshit like live forever you and your dog live forever like where the fuck did this guy how many like times did this guy pump this shit out and like strike out before he got someone to bite on this he was one one for 99
0: (laughs) It's, it's insane and then by the end he's like morbidly obese And she's still with him and like eating dominoes or something.
1: Yeah, and gave him like so much. I mean, you want to like jump through your TV and strangle this person, you know what I mean? It's uh and it's just at a certain point you're like, yeah, you know, okay, you got taken the minute, but then like the sympathy goes away
0: by the Quickly yeah. by the end of it, you know. I'm, I'm uh, like, wait, you ended up in Vegas on the run, but what yeah. did you? You didn't do anything wrong. I don't understand. You know what I mean? You didn't like, have you like
1: gunpoint? I'm gonna kill your like, whatever. Like you just went along with this shit, like you know. You yeah. could have. Yeah,
0: absolutely <laughs> absurd. Uh, that was good. It was uh, definitely like not as good as the Tinder Swindler. No, that, the Tinder Swindler was was much better. That dude, I'm just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me with this guy right now. He was just like, the story. Yeah, oh, I mean, just unreal. Like the pictures. Um, also, um, inventing Anna. That's another one. I haven't seen that one yet. But... So that was the story. So, um, once again, HBO Max had this series called Generation Hustle. I think it was like six or eight true crime stories. So it was just like basically people who got over on on a group of people and the Anna Delvey or Sorkin, whatever uh, hour was the first time I ever heard of this girl. And I was like, oh, my God. But they, they told such a small piece of the of, of the story. Uh, the series with the girl from uh, Ozark really fucking stretched it out. And they, I guess it showed her beginning, middle and end and, and uh, really good. Really, really good, and she if you listen to interviews from that girl Anna, and then listen to to the actress uh do her role, it was very similar, but it's just these people are such good hustlers because I'm like what I'm like how the fuck you gotta just not give a fuck you gotta the hustle
1: just- is exhaust me like i yeah to to keep that up like this dude would hustle you know be like laying groundwork with one girl off a hustle from another yep. girl. And yeah. like, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's you know, amazing. If he put his mind to good, the guy must <laughs> The guy probably would have been like.
0: So A- Anna, Anna is basically the female Tinder swimmer. It's the same. Thing. Oh, okay. Like she she had that same hustle and mm-hmm. she was she it was like, yeah, it's just amazing. But like, I, I love that. I love that. That uh, all these stories that I heard, whether it's like we work or the uber shit or like all these stories uh uh what is that amanda seafried movie um i uh, know that the tv show with the the girl god i forgot the name but it, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out sure. i watched a, a good true crime one uh i didn't know that the actor in um austin powers you know the the big the, like the strong asian dude with the the hat okay So he actually went to jail for, like, raping and uh, attempted murder. But, like, yeah, so he did this shit and got away with it forever. And then years later, I guess there was, like, DNA that came out. Uh, So she's telling the story about, like, you know, being, like, beat up and raped and all this other shit when she was, like, 14. Mm -hmm. And, like, years later, I guess the DNA came up and it was this fucking dude. And it just so happens that he's an actor. And a UFC fighter, uh, Joe Son, Joe Son, something like that. But if, if you go, if you're listening or for you, like if you go to um, uh, Google and you type up Joe Son, you know, the name Joe Sun S-O-N documentary, like the 48 hours uh, episode comes up on Daily Motion, and you could just watch it from there. Just zap it to your fucking uh, TV it was just really like crazy to think like DNA like he, you have this movie in the, uh, this dude in this movie that did this heinous fucked up shit and uh, we're all watching it she had she had the movie she had Austin Powers the movie and when she found out it was him she like burned it she couldn't believe it you know yeah. pretty fucking crazy and the guy that, yeah. that the guy that helped him um tried to like he didn't really get too involved but he like tried to like start over. had a family. It was like all of this, like, it was just, it's just crazy, like crazy to just imagine, you know, you, you commit this, you know, you assist in this like awful act and you're like, all right, I, I can't believe I ever did that. And like 25 years later, they're explaining it to your family, what you did. <laughs> and you're like, my bad, my bad. <laughs> wow. Yo, viva la true crime though. So
1: Yes. Can't get enough of it. And I guess we. I should shift gears here. I'd like to drop a couple of uh, some music that that I've been digging this first quarter of the year. Yep. Um, I'll start on the hip hop front. Mm. Um, before because, you do that,
0: I'm sorry. Before yeah. you do that, because that, that that's all I have left actually. Okay. So I, I have music left, but I have one TV show that I did want to mention. Go ahead. Uh, Apple TV has the show Severance. Oh yeah. Severance is fucking bugged out. Severance looks like. The electronics from the '80s, but it's very futuristic in its concept. Ben Stiller directed. Um, do you know anything about it?
1: Um, I read. A, uh, I'm definitely gonna start it. I was just finishing up Servant, that other show. On okay, yeah, Apple, yeah, and yeah. then I'm gonna start that. One.
0: Okay, very All good. Right. So um, basically, it's 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 very Black Mirror, very Black Mirror, where you want to sever yourself from work. So. I guess there's a procedure that allows you to have what they call an any, which is the any goes to work and the Audi lives outside of work. So you have no recollection. Once you leave the office as to what, like it's like two of you living separate lives. And the other one is this one that never leaves work. It's always in there. And he has coworkers. They have coworkers. She has coworkers. And it's like you, it's it's the type of show where it just peels away the story till you figure out what's going on, and it's it's a fucking trip, man. It's just a really fucking interesting trip. Uh, Adam Scott's great in it. Patricia Arquette's in it. Uh, John Turturro, Christopher Walken, very dark, twisted, funny sci-fi. I want nice. to mention that. Yeah, I'm on it.
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, just last week. This guy had dropped a B-Sides album off this album he's released earlier, and it's Hus Kingpin. Uh, he did Bjork Kingpin this year. Last year was uh Portishead tribute, basically. This one is to Bjork, and he just dropped a B Sides record. That's amazing, just as amazing as the A-Side He's record. killing
0: it. And he's killing
1: uh it. it's the the thing I like the best of the obviously I love Portis Head. I love Bjork. I love that that uh 90s trip poppy whatever for lack of a better term but really what amazes me the production it's not just like taking like an obvious Bjork or Porter's Head thing and just putting a boom bap on it or something like that they are really dissecting taking minimal parts if anything and it, even like a song might have uh like pagan poetry or uh Hunter or something like that songs that are very recognizable by Björk, but, and it's got the title by Husk Kingpin, but you don't recognize the melody of the original song, but there's little stuff in there and uh, it's very clever, very original. And I hope he continues this theme because uh, I am enjoying it.
0: It's yeah. He, he's, he's killing it for sure. Like the, the stuff that he does, it's, it's funny when you watch someone take on these projects that you're like, okay, you fucked with everything we fucked with. Like you fucked exactly. with this, and then now you you're flipping it into something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna mention uh OT the Real. This record came out last year. I didn't really start listening to it uh till like uh this year, I believe. It's called Broken Glass, and it's him and DJ Green Lantern, and it's it's just I mean, OT the Real is from Philly, and when you listen to these bars, this dude I mean, it just sounds like I, I feel like I'm going to catch a case by just listening to, <laughs> to these songs. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to be a co-conspirator. Um, he's got Benny the Butcher on this song called Coke and Guns, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, Millie's is on a song called Go to War. Uh, just really, really fucking good. Just like uh, the next step from uh, Griselda or like Mobb Deep It's just pure drug mm-hmm. music but done very well and and uh he's he has an interesting voice and flow but ot the real broken glass uh, just you know this is uh like from gorilla monsoon to this makes sense yeah. it's very much on par
1: uh speaking of griselda i do i gotta drop conway the machine god don't make mistakes records right? to yeah. uh you know, have you ever, do you remember a time when like a, a crew is so prolific that is pop put, do you remember how long you'd wait between one of your band's records, the hip hop like tribe or something back in the day? Yeah. These dudes are putting out like five, 10 records in a two year period and there's no filler. Yeah. It's, they're great. You know what I mean? Like it's, how can long can these guys keep this shit up? It's insane. They're on a tear.
0: I don't know how long. That's a good question. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um,
1: but uh it's great. It's a you know, if you like that sound, you're gonna love that record.
0: Um, I will also, you know, if we want to talk, continue with that. Um, I'm gonna say uh, Benny, Tana Talk mm-hmm. Four mm-hmm. for sure. Like same thing, it's just uh got the J. Cole song on there. He did a song called uh, 20 More Crack, uh, 10 More Crack, no, 10 More Crack Commandments, uh, where he just added 10 more to Biggie's, you know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. and it's just fucking great. Like, it's so good. I think Derringer did the whole record, uh, and it's just, you know, I, I feel like Benny, I don't know, they, they're all really good, mm-hmm. but there's something about Benny for me, like when he's very easy to understand and like very simple, but like the shit he flips is, is just great. Um, mm. so I'll throw that in there.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I'll drop one real quick. Cause I'll be doing all hip hop. I got a couple of rock things. To me, drop yeah, it. me too. Yep. DJ mugs might've did it again at the beginning of the year with that gold record. <laughs> like he did last year. Yep. I love that record. It's yep. amazing. That same dark production that we, uh, we've come to get from mugs. It's, uh, It's killer. It's got Rome streets. It's got all the people featured on it. It's uh, if you haven't heard it, it's and you like mugs, you got to go there. Um, But I will drop uh, one of my favorite little surprises was Yellow Wolf and Shooter Jennings album uh, that came out this year. Uh, I didn't know much about Yellow Wolf. I guess he, he 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 does a little bit of everything, but this is a rock right. This is a mashup of everything like this album. You know, it's got some country, it's got rock, it's got some hip hop in it. It's got everything, but it's done really well. And for fans that have an eclectic taste of music, it, it scratches a lot of itches. And I was really blown away by it. Uh, so Yell- it.
0: <laughs> yeah, Yellow Wolf, like if you listen to his older stuff, like his, He is a fucking rapper and a half. Yeah. Like he is unbelievably talented. And I think after a. a Sometimes
1: why? That's the name of the record.
0: Yeah. So he, you know, is stretching out. He's, you know, super Southern, super Alabama. Uh, I believe that's where he's from. So I think he's kind of stretching his legs out into other things right
1: now. It's great because really hip hop guys branching into rock music traditionally has not gone well i gotta say the batting average isn't great when you know if you look at
0: no yeah a
1: little wayne or machine gun kelly i guess he's doing successful but i mean i don't he's (laughs) a lot of people clowning on that kid you know what i mean but it, it usually doesn't go well but this guy if he's if you're real sincere about it i think you know and it's not just like a Obvious marketing cash to try something else like this. The Yellow Wolf's the real deal.
0: The real deal for sure. Super talented. Um, so I'll just mention a couple of rock records, which mm-hmm. I fucking love. Um, Hot Water Music's one of my favorite bands. And uh, they came back with something called Feel the Void. And it's probably their best in a very, very long time. I'm going to say, geez, I don't know. Maybe in 15 years, like they, they just seem very rejuvenated, kind of crushing it. Uh, just, I don't know, like really cool post-punk fucking type shit that I fucking love. Um, I love the band Spoon. They have a, a record called Lucifer on the Sofa. Uh, Britt Daniels, one of my favorite fucking songwriters, uh, one of my favorite singers. And uh, just <laughs> just really cool songwriting um super chunk you know one of my favorite bands again i mean this band's been killing it for jesus christ i don't even know how fucking long like 35 years uh they put out a mellow record called wild loneliness uh which i've been digging and uh i got one more here i'm trying to remember the name of uh the new pup album uh let's see okay so pup from uh, Canada put out a record called The Unraveling of Pup the Band. And it makes sense. And when you listen to these songs, it's a lot of like band chemistry type thing and like fighting. You know, a lot of like the lyrics and but it's like very like funny. But goddamn do they know how to write a hook. So those those are uh some records that I've been loving. All
1: right. I'm I'm gonna drop a couple real quick too, uh in the rock field. Um the stuff that King Gizzard and the lizard wizard has been putting out this year, another eclectic band, uh psychedelic kind of rock, whatever you want to call it from Australia. They're doing some good stuff. Uh, Ghosts and Peria album, which I did not love the first listen. Every listen after that, I liked it more. And, uh, I just really love that band. I, uh, you talk about you know the the image the sound the whole the whole package i dig it i buy into it i love the hooks it's great um but yeah each listening i like it a little bit more a band called mammoth weed wizard bastard made an album called the harvest it's a it's a metal album but it's it's uh it's got a lot of shoegaze elements to it um Uh, some female vocals mixed with a real heavy, it's got some doom in it. It's, uh, uh, it's hard to explain, but again, another eclectic piece of heavy music Uh, Meshuggah just put out the immutable record and Meshuggah. If you're a fan of Meshuggah, you probably already know about it. If you're not a fan of Meshuggah, you probably never will be. (laughs) This band is, you either like this shit or you do not. (laughs) I like it. It challenges my ear. It's got one of my favorite drummers in the world, Thomas Hockey. Uh, Frederick Thornden Hall, one of my favorite, plays jazz solos over this music, and I get to play "Find the One" when I'm driving on the way home. That's my favorite game, "Find the One" in the Meshuggah song. Um, <laughs> but if you if you if you like them, it gives you more of what you like. And then uh, a band called Rot TV, which I never heard of before, very straightforward. Like a, if you like New York Dolls and '70s kind of new york rock and stuff it's called tales of torment it's uh i never heard of them before it's great and then just three things that i'm keeping my well two things i'm keeping my eye on that i just have singles from i was surprised bauhaus put out a song this year came up in my uh, spotify fee i did not even know they were making something new so i'll be keeping an eye out for that and opeth put out a song did not know they were putting out anything new uh more of that prog rock kind of you know, they're never going to go back to that death metal kind of sound. They've made just as many records doing the prog rock sound, but I dig it. And uh, I'm going to be keeping an eye on that. So
0: All that's right. what I got. Uh, so I got a couple of things here. Uh, the listen, Showtime is crushing it. Uh, the mm. New Cypress Hill documentary looks oh, fucking. I, did you see the trailer?
1: I did, yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's going to be fucking great. Uh, just here's a band that has a history. That you could cover, you know, so Estevan Oriol, who also directed that um, um, was that documentary we, we love um, L.A. Original. So mm-hmm. he's the guy that's featured in that and taking the, the pictures, it's basically a documentarian, like like a guy that was like around in the beginning of Cypress Hill and House of Pain and took footage of everything. And now he's putting all this stuff to good use. Uh, the band Failure seems to be put, they seem to be putting out a documentary because they will release like a six minute trailer of it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting, you know? Uh, and speaking of machine gun Kelly, I just want to close off by saying like, fuck, <laughs> I came to the realization I was holding on so hard into the Stern world. And I'm listening to fucking Stern, talk to machine gun Kelly. And listen, I, I still listen to Stern every day and I get it. Like, it's just, he's, he's an old guy. But listening to the Machine Gun Kelly interview, I was like, I think I'm done. Like, I th- I think I'm yeah. done. Like, I think I'm okay with never, like, like if my serious runs out, like, I think this is not like, <laughs> just like.
1: I let mine go a couple of years ago, a few years ago. And, uh, you know, I got my Spotify in the car and stuff. And I've said goodbye. I don't get involved in shit talking him the way like a lot of, Fans, quote unquote, do because I'll always be indebted to him and love him for all the amazing years of laughter and characters and TV and the movies and the books and all this joy that he's given me over my life. And he's a different person now, just like you are a different person from what you were 20 years ago or 10 years ago or whatever. That's what happens, you know. So I don't care to continue listening, but I love him for life, you know.
0: Yeah, it's it was just one of those things where, like, I was a defender from like, you know, I'm like, I'll listen to he just but just listening to this dude talk to someone that he probably has zero interest in talking to Mm. just to have that audience. I'm like, I would rather listen to Debbie, the cum lady. I would rather listen to high pitch Beetlejuice. Big he foot. used
1: to like refuse those kind of guests because it wasn't sincere like he would like you know like the whole ellen was always the big example when he used to clown on her dancing and everything like that and then one day he's like i look forward to you, you yeah dance like yeah
0: just, who are you man like you yeah. used
1: to you would never do that shit yeah. at one point like what happened along the way like you know Mach- Mach-
0: machine congelly kelly uh, kelly broke me yeah <laughs> You know, he's just like I'm listening to this fucking guy give these answers that he thinks is like he's doing his like you got to listen to the clips. He's doing like his best like tortured rock star like things like, uh oh, yeah, you know, like, uh oh, and then like it's just like people are like, hey, man. Like, uh, I'm just like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. what is going on right now that, like, like you're basically, like, sucking this, oh, Jesus Christ. And that's
1: why it, that, that whole, that kid, like, it, it, the, talking about reeking of insincerity, like, his move to, basically Eminem, like, destroyed that kid lyrically, like, no matter what you say, <laughs> like, what, anyone, not you, but, like, those two little, remember those exchanges whenever that was a couple of years ago?
0: Yeah yeah, yeah. The,
1: and with would kill shot or whatever the song uh M did that uh, just laced him it seemed like after that he went to the rock thing and the t- the dirt movie really pushed him into that camp Maybe. and I, and I don't think it was about like a love of I need to express something in this other genre it was like i'm gonna try to make some money over here i see how they dress okay let's put a spike on this jacket put a patch okay put that up i see what they do i could do this too you know yeah but yeah you, but that you know fans will smell that out and they'll
0: clown you it's yeah it's funny man but yeah just when well, you mentioned him and, and i just he covered a system of a down song on the show i, I was, heard that it was like- terrible and i don't
1: even like system of a down but like it was just that was weird, awful.
0: I, I But I'm thinking like you have like I, I, I thought he had like a pop punk career. So it was a strange pick that he would pick. I don't know. I'm just like listening to this. It was just horrific. And he, and, and
1: he's, he's smoking a joint while he's saying it.
0: Yeah. And I, I'll i tell you this. I it's I still hard. I still lis- I still listen to Howard 101 because they play all the old stuff. So yeah, sure. but uh, they won't play uh, Daniel Carver or any of the good stuff. <laughs> no, no, that's what
1: YouTube's for. I still yeah. pull up my Gilbert clips on yeah. YouTube and <laughs> classic Artie moments. And uh, During you the know, news. that's really where the show, Artie, uh, when Artie was gone, that's when things really, no, I didn't go right away, but that really took a lot of air out of the show for me. Yeah. you know, it,
0: That was the descent. I think the descent started there. He was uh, the
1: grounding element in keeping keeping like, it
0: yeah like just keeping like, it real keeping know? it real i'm yeah. i'm keeping it real because i'm keeping it real when, when keeping it real goes wrong uh cool all right so yeah. an, hour, an hour in the bag uh Boom. Listen, you know a lot of good suggestions in here uh, if you made it this far congratulations <laughs> we'll be back